0: podcast
1: this is the blockade pimple podcast i am your host chris freebus aka shut your trap joining me as always halfway across the world jared morgan
0: hello how are you going uh i go you and go? then
1: i come back and then i go again
0: <laughs> yeah it sounds about like or it sounds like about me yeah.
1: right yeah yes howdy folks so uh hope everybody has been uh Enjoying the last two weeks, specifically the old Star Wars pinball VR that has come out. We are indeed mm. going to be talking about that today. Um, yes. But we got uh, we got some other things we're going to uh, just kind of meander about in prior to that. The first one being, Jared, I did a thing.
0: Whoa, what thing did you do? I cut a cord. Oh,
1: you did? Oh, are I, you talking I, about cable? I, I, I finally cut the coin. I'm joining the modern era here. Um, oh, wow. I've okay. uh, I've been a Dish Network subscriber for 19 years. Wow, okay. Mm, and uh, they decided to raise the price on me and not honor what they had previously said that they would do, which was well. keep my price going the same. And uh, so I was like, well, if you're going to be that way, I guess I'm going to have to look for alternatives. So in the Mm. meantime, I found alternatives and realized, hey, this whole streaming thing and cutting the cord, it's not as expensive as I thought. It's actually cheaper. (laughs) Oh, really? Um, Because a lot of people say it's not, depending on what services you go for. It depends on, well, here's the thing. It depends on what you actually watch. And that was where the key factor came in. I started doing a hard look at what it is that I actually watch, how many channels I actually watch. And realized um, I don't watch that many channels anymore. All my viewing is kind of on Netflix these days. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, it's, it's like whenever I hear it, it's like it's always Netflix or Disney Plus.
1: They're the two that people flip between. Well, I mean, here's the thing with Disney Plus: Disney Plus is if you're just want movies or their custom shows, right? Mm. Same thing with Netflix. Although Netflix has a bazillion TV shows, and they're pulling they also shows from networks. Uh, in uh, oh I from think. around so the world, so
0: they're essentially syndicating him
1: on on Netflix, more or less, yeah. Mm. Uh, so using an old TV <laughs> analogy, <You're> right? Uh, <laughs> as for the like my local stations, uh, so for us in the states, that's your ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, mm-hmm. the big four. I don't watch any of their programs. And that's kind of a big factor for cable. Also, I don't watch any of the news networks. I don't tend to watch live sports. Those are all the factors that when you want to have while cutting the cord, that's what jacks the price up. So instead, I'm going to be perfectly fine with things that, like if I buy a Hulu basic package, well, the shows are going to be on the air the next day. I'm fine Mm. that's what I currently do anyway. You know, if I'm, if there's anything I'm going to watch, it tends to be the following day that I watch it. Mm. And, uh, this will actually allow me to have the money to buy into HBO max and Disney plus. And Hey, if I need, you know, Amazon prime, I can pay into that also. And it'll all come down in price. So yeah, today I literally called them up and said, that's it. Here's my final day. Uh, See you later when when the billing period is, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, no, 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 we can we can do the price that you had been paid. Too late, guys. <laughs> yes, sorry, no, because I gave you a chance. And oh, you didn't not only did I then. give them a chance, I talked to three different people on that same day, and I was heavily saying, well, if this doesn't work, I'm going to find alternative things, and they just went, yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. no worries, mate. So okay. clearly, well, okay then. Clearly, the right person wasn't talking to me on that day, but you know.
0: Well, the three right, right. people <laughs> were talking to you on that day, yeah. Too bad
1: for you. Oh, well. Um, See you
0: later, dish.
1: Okay, other thing that uh, we heard uh, this past week. Hey, it turns out Stern is making a Mandalorian pinball table. would <laughs> have It's like, okay, this is interesting. This is going to be and really interesting. Yeah, so we're going to find yeah. out real quick who the better designer is. What's going
0: on? <laughs> who... Exactly. Yeah. Because we've kind of I'm had not a sure small... who the designer is on this.
1: I don't either. But we kind of have a small taste of it in terms of there's a Deadpool table in Zen and mm. then there's Stern's yeah. Deadpool. Um, we have yeah. obviously nineteen well, twenty-one now, twenty-one versions of Star Wars that Zen has done, and then the one mm-hmm. version of Star Wars that uh, Stern has done. But this is the first time mm. we're gonna get like a one-to-one relatively Close, like they were like one to one
0: theme, one to one theme, and they were being developed at the eh. same
1: time. Which means there's not going to be the ability to copy what the other guy was doing.
0: No, that uh, this there's no way that I mean pinball design goes back months, so there's no way that either of them could have known that this was uh, in the works. Like, and given that it's Mandalorian and Disney, there's no way uh, there, there was rumors floating around that this was a thing but there was no leaks <laughs> at all of it. And we know through welcome Zen... Welcome to Lucasfilm. That, you know, <laughs> welcome to Lucasfilm. Exactly right. Like, they don't let you do that. <laughs> so, but it should be interesting yeah, because you got to um,
1: figure Lucasfilm is giving Stern the same access, I would imagine, that they've been giving Zen.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, it's... Uh, and you know it's Lucasfilm... It's going to be interesting for the rumor mill.
1: Right. And you know Lucasfilm had to approve... <laughs> all the artwork and Uh everything that's going to be on the table. So I'm, I'm dying to know what this thing looks like. Um, as you, as you commented to me, let's hope it's not Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Oh,
0: oh man. That was a, that was, that table was phoned in real hard. Like (laughs) I don't see any innovation on that at all. Like you look at Led Zeppelin, um, and you just go, meh. And then you look at something like, you know, Avengers Infinity Quest, and you go, oh, okay, now there's an innovative table. Um, the the one that Stern's released. Yeah. Uh, like, the Mitherworld's got it. We've been playing it heaps. It's a great table. Like, you put the, <laughs> the ironic thing is, like, Turtles and Infinity Quest. They're around the same time, and yeah. the table's like chalk and cheese. Like, Turtles is just hot garbage. <laughs> now, it, it really is hot garbage. And... Infinity Quest is That's the
1: phrase that pays today, folks. It sure
0: is. It's the hot garbage. Yeah, so it is hot garbage. I hate having to play it in tournaments. It's like my least favorite game on the floor. Wow. And there's some other... There's like things like The Walking Dead on the floor, which I'm not really hot on either. But, man, Turtles is just... It's hot garbage. I hate it. But you you think about the same time they have this Infinity Quest game uh, uh, releasing around the same time as well. And it's like... It's like night and day, like uh, so. I'm going to be really interesting. I hope they haven't got the the TMNT designer to do this table. I hope they've got the Infinity Quest designer to do the table, because if they have, there's real promise in this title. It could be pretty amazing. I, I want them to use like go all in on this and use the same sort of technology that they used in Stranger Things and you know that projection system and all the other stuff and just throw the whole kick caboodle at this thing because if they do it's going to be an amazing experience
1: Uh, other areas that uh, we want (laughs) to it brought up something I I don't have the video of it did you see in the real pinball world there's apparently a Mm. lot of uh, fuss over the sheer balls that Stern has charging what they're charging for their pinball toppers considering they're basically Mm. just plexiglass and colored lights (laughs) Mm. (laughs) that they're, they're not anything amazing, but Mm. there is a, somebody made a toy. Um, and it's literally a toy of the Stargate, uh, disc, right? Combination disc. It's all motorized, makes all these awesome sounds. And a lot of people are going, I think we can adapt that. (laughs) Oh, really? To, to a pinball machine. And the beautiful thing, the thing that does amazing Oh yeah? So the Stardate Scar Try it again. The Stargate Ring, right? For those mm-hmm. that have not seen the TV show or the movie a long time ago, it was, you know, this ancient Egyptian like design when the combination dialed in, all of a sudden a portal opened up to transport inside you it. to another world. Well like a big
0: pool yeah, inside
1: the ring. So when and and the ring is vertical. So on this toy, it's got a mirror on the front of it, right? Mm -hmm. when all the combination locks align, bam, infinity lights appear, making it look like the thing has depth. And I just went, oh, "Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful.
0: I I just have that. I had that sitting on the shelf just doing its thing. Right, right. And (laughs) and the thing is, is,
1: I think what they were saying for the price, it's about what Stern is charging for their pinball toppers. And so people are like, come on, if somebody can produce that. <laughs> for that price, yeah, Yeah, no. Anyway, That's,
0: uh, oh, I see it. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, you, you, right. You, you,
1: you're seeing it. Oh man, I wish I could have you share my screen. Hold on. Oh, so geez, you push the, you push this button, and then all these you push this little button here, and then on these lights the chevrons tuned, light up. They, well, they light up one at a time as this inner ring actually spins, oh, and it hits the things, and then the locks engage. They go chink. They like will slip down. They actually and, slip down. Yes. Oh man! Yeah, they actually move, and they make all these nice, loud noises. Uh, oh, and then it, it was a real it, spectacle uh, in the show to see yeah. this thing engaged. Oh wait a second! Look what we can look what we can do. Let's just enjoy. Although this is probably good, I'm gonna I'm going to leave it on mute because I don't know if this yeah. music is uh, <laughs> licensed music uh, or yeah, not. It probably would be. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, that was that was generic enough. I don't think we'll get to tag But so, see, you can see that the locks aren't engaged. Right there.
0: No, at yeah. the moment, right. And it is that you can see the mirror when you see yep. it up close, hey. But you wouldn't even know, like looking at it, that it was there. It's no. so seamless. No. Wow.
1: So that's just a nice little bit of modeling, right there. Yeah. That that the actual, like, on.
0: if that was just a static display, that would look great on the top of a right. pinball machine, right? right? Yeah.
1: So that just a question wow. of when they even the this thing like up. the
0: stonework and everything
1: is yeah, like the, it's of the not... painting on it. Um. I mean, this is, that's <laughs> oh, all. God. That's all good stuff right there. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. And oh, uh, there's there it is lit up. This one apparently isn't showing us how the uh, the gates work. Oh, here we go. How the gonna... gates? There it is. Oh,
0: <laughs> look at that. All right. So you actually the ship And they encode. Look at. The... Wow. Like, look at it. Awesome. And each of the individual chevrons are we
1: Almost. One more. One more. Whoa.
0: Fucking that.
1: That's just magic.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. How much...
0: How much do they charge them for that? Cause I want
1: one. <laughs> You're like, I don't even care that if I don't have a pinball machine to put it on, I, I, I'll find, <laughs> I'll find something to put
0: it on. I don't, I don't necessarily need anything to put that on. at like apart from my desk. Cause I'll just play with for hours. It's amazing. <laughs> want it. What needs wants and needs, right? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. exactly.
1: Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more bit before we get into our, uh, star Wars pinball VR review. And that is, as you know, throughout, uh, guy for some time now, um, We've been in communication with Arcuda. Yeah. Arcuda keeps on mentioning product, and then delaying, and the mentioning product, and then delaying, and mm. never having anything out. And they were mm. supposed to have an announcement at the beginning of April, and
0: then there then was they got flooded out, <laughs> and then they got flooded out in Australia. Because yeah, it was, it was um,
1: a so finally, finally, there has been a suddenly a stream of tweets, Jared. A flurry a of activity. A flurry of activity on the old mm. Twitter. So if you have not followed Arcuda and you are interested in a gaming cabinet, now might be the time to go ahead and uh, you know mm. subscribe to their Twitter feed. But I want to kind of point out, um, they're kind of giving their history, uh, where they came from. And their pedigree, what, you know, essentially. Yeah, because they basically said they've been in the gaming for 23 years or something like that, and you might be like, well, mm. I've never heard of Arcuda, though. Um, yeah, that's right. And one of the things that I just kind of found this picture fascinating, uh, doing their whiteboards. You know, look at all these toggles for PC console joystick trackballs, trackball on and off, mouse on and off. Um, I mean, they're they're kind of really thinking about everything, right? Yeah. I mean, this is this is an insane amount of buttons. Plus just a having buttons. plus. Having trackballs. Now, those are thumb yep. trackballs, um, in case yep. anybody's wondering. So not the whole palm spin. It would still be a thumb trackball. Um, that's just kind of everything that they were doing to get into uh, this, their Wizard Extreme Cabinet, yep. which um, looks a little bit dated. It's, these are... you got to realize that Arcuda... The cabinets that they sell are commercial. That's what this is. It's a commercial uh, design yeah. for commercial use. And they send their stuff to Japan. That's who their major partners are, or the yeah. Asian market, which is why their uh, manufacturing is over uh, in that region. Um, that's what they've been kind of doing, but they've been wanting to do home market, get into the home market. So they yeah. just basically showed this. This is their home cabinet of the Galaxy Extreme, I guess. Uh, mm. The Mercury. But if you notice, it's got buttons here on the side, or ports for future buttons, which mm. could only be, you know, for one thing. Pinball. <laughs> pinball. That's right. Um, unfortunately, it'd be landscape pinball. But if you're looking for an all-in-one cabinet, it'd be kind of that action. Um, plenty of buttons you think going about on it, here. I-
0: like that would be like the way that Arcuda market sees is that they're plug and play for consoles and you chuck your console into the back of it. Um, you connect it. There's all got the wires and everything in there yeah. for you to connect your console up to. You select it on that nice little front panel. Which um, I'm gonna highlight in one second. Um, yeah. And then and then you literally play. So consoles being a landscape orientation, it's perfectly suited yeah. for that market and that sort of um, yeah. I guess, demographic that wants to connect their consoles up right. to Right. This is basically for anybody that's
1: been, you know, is a fan of At Games' Legends arcade. Um, mm. This is what. This is, is like the
0: big daddy of this. Like, yeah. Uh, it's like these are pretty hardcore machines. I was going to say, they, these, they are, are, these are
1: built not. industrial strength, is what we're being told. Um, I mean, look yeah. at this massive door on the front. Because yep. inside is shelving. That's where you put your
0: console. It's
1: shelving. It's <laughs> Where shelving. you put all your consoles, not yeah. just one. But and a PC, like, anything you want to run them. That yeah. brings us to something that we can play. So remember, at games, they threw their little control you know, panel, control thing, panel thing up at the top so that your cables can droop all over the front of your playing, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Arcuda is putting this beast <laughs> on the front, and just, just look I at mean, this thing. I look at this thing. We've got headphone jack, microphone jack for for whatever reason. Oh, probably for karaoke? For streaming. No, for streaming. And purposes. for karaoke? Oh, probably for
0: karaoke as well. Yeah, maybe. Because um, I think these things have pretty decent sound systems in them. Oh, too. it's a so two
1: point will... one uh, surround or, or with, 2.1 with uh, sub Two point one stereo with uh, sub. Big old volume knob on the front. Look at this yeah. four USB uh, three, three ports. ports, HDMI on the front, USB C on the front. And then all these over here are the power buttons to fire up your PC consoles that So are that USB-C
0: uh, that USB-C port is interesting. If they've made that USB-C port display port compatible, then your Oculus could plug into that. See, um, that's, pretty, see, that's pretty That's pretty awesome could, to have. If mm-hmm. you can have
1: a, an all-in-one machine that can play also, you know, you got your PC plugged in there, your consoles, and then you have VR and you can just Plug right in. It's just
0: neatly all captured in one little box,
1: rather than having like, that wires is, and cables all over the place. Yeah,
0: that's that could be the center point of your games room, yeah. and then everything else hangs off that. Um, so that's pretty cool.
1: We haven't heard official pricing yet. I know they're going to be a little bit, a uh, little bit pricey. <laughs> We're, it's going to be a four figure, low four figures, mm. from what I understand. Um, mm. But but you look at it of, though, well, and you, you, you look realize at it,
0: well. Yeah, probably. Like, it should be probably four. Yeah,
1: and and like I said, these are they were designing these things for commercial use, mm. and they're not cheaping the product down to have it be for home use. They're basically using the same things. They actually have um, their
0: bill of materials, in other words, haven't really changed. Well, like just they're using the same. Just so you know, it, of-
1: it says here it's touchscreen console controller sanwa arcade vr headset gun shooter and much much more cabinet supports jama arcade and all current consoles and includes 2.1 subwoofer sound system
0: so you can plug you know your neo geo mbs boards into this thing and they will work and i think my understanding with the the arcuda board systems they've got in there it basically it takes all the rough edges about off of actually connecting these boards up because typically what you'd need to do if you had a typical jammer arcade cabinet what you would run in the arcade is that you have to worry about things like button maps and things like that when you're swapping over your Gemma um hmm. boards and stuff inside because each Gemma board while it's a standard like the Gemma standard is a, is a thing the way that some of these video game um uh, companies have interface with the jammer connector is solely different so it's sort of like it the connectors jammer but that's about where the standard ends sort right. of thing like there's there's some variances about how you actually connect up the controllers so the, the arcuda software helps you with that and makes it okay. a lot easier
1: okay um so what we're going to try and do, they, they've been teasing also that they're basically doing like a month of announcements, I think is their whole idea, and by the mm. end of the month they're going to get into their uh, designs for pinball, uh, what yeah. that's going to be. Um, so we're going to reach out to Arcuda, say, hey, is it time for us to talk with you again? <laughs> and mm. hopefully bring you guys some Sounds more... Sounds like it is. Yeah, hopefully bring you guys some more detailed information um, and maybe we can convince them to send us a unit i don't know well be, you know i'm nice. in australia i know
0: you're in australia <laughs> uh, i I'd probably have more chance of getting one. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's rem- just out in they're down in newcastle so you know that reminds uh, me jared what well this whole uh haggis pinball uh. It, which is australia based i'm not sure where in australia they are um, oh, down south that, that's, so, that's very generic, but I think they're down in New South Wales. Okay. Um, yeah. um, but anyway, they have gone and uh, basically where, what is it, Chicago Coin is the one doing the AFM and uh, All the Band, remakes. All the remakes. Uh, they've gone and talked to them and said, hey, do you mind if we remake some early 80s ballet machines? And they went, yeah, sure, go for it. So yep. they put out that they're going to be making Fathom, and Fathom Mike, revisited. God, it's gorgeous. Oh, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's about gorgeous. the same price as the
0: Stern, the Stern Premium. But but considering you know,
1: you know as 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 uh, as I saw a few pinball commentators talk about, if you could find a Fathom in that condition, it'd be that much. It's going to be that much, and it's going to be running on thirty-year-old. 30, 40-year-old hardware, whereas this is going to be running on brand-new hardware that's not going to fail on you. So, dang. But the important news, the important news, they want to do five Bally's. Yeah, this is the first. This is just the first, which makes me think, what do you think, Jared? Centaur? A-Ball Deluxe? Yep. So, fathom what would be the other two of that era bally? early 80s.
0: Uh, we're talking about narrow bodies here. Not yes. wide bodies. Not wide bodies. Narrow mm. bodies. Because there's there's some obvious choices there like Paragon. Yeah, um, no, no, these are going to be the narrow bodies.
1: I'm trying to think yeah. of what are the other classic valleys from that? Maybe Medusa? Maybe mm. uh, Flash Gordon? Wait, is it... Is it Flash Gordon? Okay. Or the... The, which the one's, Flash. The Flash? One of those. I know it's mm. wildly popular. Mm. Um... I'm curious to know what the what the, what their, what the other two, basically, what are the other two options of that era? We're talking 1980 to 1982 basically. Pretty much all the era of Squawk and Talk. Yeah. There's
0: Fathoms of Squawk and Talk and yeah. Eight Balls of Squawk mm-hmm. and Talk. Centaur is too. Like Centaur redone with because with, the thing is with these revisited ones, when you buy the premium, yeah. you, there's get, two price a brand points. New, you get a brand new rule set. In it as well, and you can switch between the two. So
1: and Centaur is ripe for a brand new oh, rule set. It's got it's got, it's such got depth. potential. You guys have heard me talk about when I played when I was playing uh, uh the 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 VP eight, I think at the time, and mm. you know how I, much I loved the alternate ROM set that was being used for for Centaur. So mm. yeah, lots of potential. But anyway, yeah, I just thought. Uh, Wow, Jared's got a pinball company. It must be. There's probably going to be a lot less shipping, isn't it, Jared?
0: <laughs> well, the problem is they're pricing everything in US dollars because yeah. they're smart. Yeah. So we're screwed in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Although the, the, at the at the time of recording, I think the US dollar was sitting around seventy six cents. So it's not that bad. It's not the sixty one cents that it was before the pandemic hit. Right. So you know, that's <laughs> there's better news, I guess. Yeah.
1: Okay. I think it's time. So yeah, we could do it. We're gonna we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a little. Uh, just so, you know, this is for, for you that watches on YouTube. The entire episode, uh, you're about to see what a mini episode formed purely <laughs> is going to be. We're gonna do an actual review of Star Wars Pinball VR. So yeah, in a way, this is gonna be a little bit of a a uh, little bit of a restart. It's gonna go a little something like this. Hey folks, we are the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm Shet Your Trap, a.k.a. Chris Freibus. That guy over there, that's Jared Morgan. If you've been following us at all for some time, we've been uh, touting the aspect of Zen, And then most recently, we got into VR a little bit. And why would we be doing something like that? Well, because... Yeah, the good old Star Wars VR pinball was coming down the pipe. We wanted oh, yeah. to get our hands on this, see what Zen has done since the last time they entered into the pinball VR market. That being said, want to get down a couple of points before we even start talking about the game itself, and that is what hardware mm. we are using when mm. we are taking a look at this. I myself am using an Oculus Rift plugged in with two sensors, aiming at me, all the wires plugging into my PC. Because I'm on PC, I'm using the Steam version of Star Wars Pinball VR, um, with Rift not available in the Oculus Store. Jared, on the other hand... So what I'm using is I've
0: got the Steam VR version. I'm running that on the Oculus Link cable, so directly tethered to my Quest 2 uh, without going wirelessly. Um... Which is the probably the most reliable way, albeit a little bit sort of clumsy, to connect your quest to um, to a PC. My PC build is a um, a gaming PC running uh, RTX 2060 um, Nvidia card with around 16 gig of RAM and an i7 processor.
1: And then you're using and, uh, the uh, the touch controllers, correct?
0: I'm using the touch controls that come with the Quest 2, and obviously I'm on the Quest side of things. It's a Quest 2 headset um, with, you know, standard standard Quest 2 headset, um, which I'm also using as my um, head-mounted device, head-mounted
1: screen um, for the PC. I myself, I'm using uh, the thing behind me there, which is the Sim controller. Um, it is uh, has accelerometer, has plunger, uh, has rumble motors in it. And it basically is a 360 controller board, uh, more or less. That's what the computer thinks it is, is a 360 controller. Uh, Yes, I did try hooking up with the Quest or with the uh, touch controls, but when you got that thing, ditch those. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that is my review is basically how it functions using the pinsum controller, not using the uh, touch controls. Yep. All that being said... (laughs) We want to get that out of the way because it's important to understand what it is that we're looking at when we give our thoughts on the game. And I think Mm. too often people just assume that it's, in this case, using Lace Grace hardware, which is Quest 2, which indeed Jared does have, but people using Mm. it not tethered into the PC, um, you know, just using it purely as a freeform thing. And Mm. I think mileage varies because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's get into this then. Uh, First things first. Loading up the game, you're immediately greeted with the lovely, lovely lobby. If you're familiar Mm. at all with FX2 VR, uh, your lobby was basically you standing in a static spot, being able to look around the room, go, hey, hey, this room looks nice and then highlighting a table, pushing go to the table, and wham, you're into the table. In this yeah. instance, you're actually able to move about the room. However, hmm. as some people haven't discovered, there's multiple ways of moving around that room. I'm going to let Jared there describe indeed. that. So when we're talking about VR, we're going
0: to go into a technical term here, and the term is locomotion. So there are two ways that you can implement locomotion in a VR game. You can actually have people walk around freely with like, essentially three axes of movement. um, And you usually use your left and your right controls to do that. Um, So you control your... Essentially, you can strafe and you can move around the place and you can literally do like circles around things if you want, like with a tracking camera. So that's one way of doing it. The other way is what they call teleport, where you have this little rectangle that goes out and it jumps down into a position in front of you and you teleport to there. The reason why they introduce these two methods of locomotion in games is because some people um get discomfort when they're using vr particularly new people to vr and it makes them feel motion sick if they're moving around and their body is not moving around so zen has actually made two ways of locomoting but unless you carefully read the onboarding things you won't know they're there isn't that right chris
1: That would be uh, 100% correct. (laughs) Um, As a matter of fact, when I first hooked up the PIN SIM, I couldn't move around at all, and I was like, ah, crap, they bricked my system. It's not going to work for me, because Mm. as far as I knew, there was no analog control on the PIN SIM. Hmm. Later found out that there is. (laughs) So Uh... we're not going to go into that in the review portion here. Just yet. But just so you know, yes, I can locomote around using the PIN SIM. It's not, uh, unfortunately, you're, you're basically a stiff robot moving on four axis, uh, mm. and you have to move your head in order to see around the room. So yeah. it's not the smoothest, wonderful thing, but damn it, I it don't works. care because I'm able to make it work. <laughs> but yeah, right. it, it's you definitely have to go, like, I'll just say this right now. Finding the options menu in the game... The fact that you have to maneuver yourself over to a TV screen, push A, that will bring up your options if you read down at the bottom that, oh, hey, you hit this button, and then the options screen. The options seem a little bit hidden. I'm a little bit disappointed mm. that it's not just a simple matter of hitting one button and options pop, and then you get to go through it. Um, it's sort of what they gave you.
0: Like if you compare that experience to FX2 and the fact that you land in front of that screen, Yes. Uh, when you first start the game up. Um, and if you want to go and adjust the options there, even if you move, like, because in FX2, you're, essentially you look around and that's what selects the things in the room. So your your actual view position is what actually highlights things. And then you, you basically uh, tap A or click the trigger and you'll go directly to it. But when the difference between the, the I guess, the, that, Let's call it the lobby area, the lounge area in FX Two versus the the lounge area in um, uh, Star Wars. Is that the options is almost like a hidden secret menu, as you say, Chris? Yeah. But you got to know, you got to you basically got to hit the right grip or the RG button, which is like this one that you activate with your thing down there, and that will open up the the settings menu. So it's not easy to find, and the locomotion settings are in the controller settings control settings that's right
1: yeah so and see this might be it, a case again where me using it on the pin sim the only way i can get into the options is to maneuver around to the tv screen enter the tv screen and then down the mm-hmm. bottom it lists oh if i hit my right button that's going to let me pop up the options menu but if i'm actually at a table playing the table i cannot bring up any of these options
0: no so the only way you can do it is to use the pause function in game so if you're in in a game and you want to pause the game, you get a screen that allows you to do some basic things, but you don't get to actually change the global options in there. You can change things like volume and stuff like that, but controller a scheme and control a map and everything has to be done through that TV interface, um, which is a little bit restrictive. I guess once you get it set up, you could argue that you don't need to see it again, but if you're well, sort and- of experimenting with stuff, you kind of do.
1: And this is what I was going to say. The lobby itself... Once you're used to it, it's pretty cool. And mm. now it becomes hey, this is an interesting VR environment to walk around, uh, take a look. And I can actually share a little bit of what some of this looks like. So, this is your lobby. So, you got posters that you can change, um, trinkets around the room that you can change. Uh, it's this is very themeable. Yeah, it's very themeable. Um, you know, all this stuff is things that you can earn while you're playing the game, you know, Mm. full size, uh, you know, costume statues, if you want models, things like that. Um, so that all is, you know, pretty cool. It's just, like I said, it took me a little while to even find the leaderboards because that's on a whole nother TV screen. Yeah, it's like, and it is and it was like it's, it's in the kitchen yeah and i'm walking <laughs> Cause, around cause I'm that's like, where you, look you know, for leaderboards. I swear there's leaderboard somewhere and then you find it but once you know where it is well then it becomes kind of cool that you're you know it's your environment you're moving around or you're functioning in this environment i
0: think though if you think about it like this is the first time that zen's done vr like this like they've they've gone away from the model where they've got that sort of like static view in the room in FX2 to like a fully explorable environment. So I think the intention behind putting things in weird places around the the place is to get you to look around to sure. experience the environment. And that's
1: fair enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, so aside from the lobby, which is a nice experience, then it becomes a matter of, going in and actually playing the games. Mm. Um, The tables that you play, there's eight currently that are in there. We're hoping that they're going to, you know, eventually add more. But uh, what you get, you get the brand new table, The Mandalorian. You also get the brand new table, Star Wars Classic Collectibles. There is also Rogue One. Yep. There's Masters of the Force. (laughs) Mm. Uh. Which I'm going to say, my God, does 3D help that.
0: Yeah, I yeah. may not like it's... the
1: table still, but it certainly helps you understand where the hell you're supposed to be shooting the ball. Um,
0: yeah, Masters also... of the force sucks less in VR. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also realized for the first time, hey, there's actual prequel characters in that. How it come? Oh, there is. Up? Yeah, Darth Maul is one of the the cardboard. Oh yeah, yeah. And nail and and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, so I guess they did eventually touch upon the prequels. They just never did eh. a dedicated prequel movie, uh, pinball machine, and then the yeah. remaining uh, the remaining four uh, Star Wars Rebels, New Hope, and then f- Empire, of the Je- and Jedi. So yep. you basically got your original trilogy plus Rogue One, which fed directly into the original trilogy. Uh, your prequel in <laughs> Master of the Force and Star Wars Rebels, uh, and then your Collectibles, which has, you know, it's just a mishmash of, again, Original Trilogy. And obviously The Mandalorian, which takes place pretty much right after Original Trilogy. So Uh, we're kind of in a whole little little era right there. Uh, Hey, uh, I wanted
0: to say something at this point about the... We're talking about the tables. There's eight of them there. But there's a really nice feature which is just essentially, it's not like a, a big game feature, but it's a quality of life thing that brings you into the illusion when you're in VR. And that is, when you select each of these tables, the image of the play field changes, but not only that, the scale of the cabinet changes
1: to fit the play field. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes, and I now think that is I can actually really show this. And one second, let me bring up... It's really interesting because by far... Here we go, the... so... There we go. Watch, watch the width of the table change as the table changes. Oh, we got narrower. <laughs> Much narrower. Much narrower. Yeah. Um, that's a so, little, little bit wider, but not too terribly bit. If they showed Jedi, Jedi is a freaking <sighs> square. It's like playing an oh. old Stern electronics machine.
0: No, it's it's basically playing Star Race is what it is. It's a super wide body. It is yeah. a
1: massive wide body. It's the
0: biggest it's the biggest in all of them because the environment goes so far outside of the playfield itself. It's such right. a really it's a really immersive so table. So there's your
1: table one. selection menu and you'll notice that uh there probably should be a sliding bar over here
0: about there.
1: Well, about yeah, well, there. A, in, but there yeah. isn't <laughs> but yet yes. there's this black box there, so I think that's a pretty good indicator that uh, yes, we're going to be getting some more, some more tables. Yeah. Um, the The detail on these things is really great, and they did a good job of you know incorporating artwork on the sides of all the cabinets. Um, yes, yep. you get your characters floating around on the sides of the uh, of the cabinets. That right there is an immersive mode on Mandalorian. And I I really like it. (laughs) I didn't like... Because it's that table view. And Uh, they let you have this, hey, you can get down a ball label table view, which it's kind of an interesting novelty, but I would not recommend playing pinball in that. No. I tried. It's really hard. Yes. But this particular (laughs) mode, it's fun because it's it's designed for that view. Yeah. Yeah. it and really I'm playing these at half well. speed, folks, just so you know. I'm playing this at half yeah, that's speed. Yeah, right. this is not lagging. No. This is so
0: we can talk no. to it. And so... yeah, The collectibles table has some really cool stuff floating around it. I, I think you could buy that. That's All these things you could buy. Yes. Like you could, that, yes. That's a drone that you could feed. buy. I
1: did see all that drone before. Mm. No doubt about it. Um, okay, now I'm going to pause. Oop, I'm going to let it go one more second. Right there. So our DMD. This is going to be a, a quick note. I want you guys to look at that DMD and notice something. It ain't got no dots. Where's the dots? It's just an yeah. MD.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a. It's not even a matrix. It's just a
1: D. It's a yeah, right. It's, it's just a D a display. Um, it's a D. That's all you got. We're you got gonna go no into that in a little there. bit, but this is one of the things that uh, some people have been pointing out about the DMD. Why does the DMD not look good? Um and
0: we I I've got some suggestions which we will we'll bring up soon.
1: We're, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, but I'm just gonna say it's mm-hmm. it's a feature that is available on color DMD also, and I've never liked yes. it on that either. Mm-hmm. Um, let's play a little no. bit more here. Just give a little uh taste of what all the them Star Wars Rebels, I believe. That's Rebels. Yeah, yeah. that's Rebels. Uh, yeah. there's New Hope. Kaboom. Rogue One. Rogue One benefits also from being 3D. Oh, I do hugely. This one really. There, look comes at off Jedi. It. Look at how freaking wide Jedi is. Yep. And the reason why it has to be that wide is because of this ramp right over here. That's it. Because yep. that ramp right over there exceeds That's the well, width of a table. <laughs> well
0: outside the play field. Have you ever tried? Because uh, we, we do play on flat screen. Yes. We play this in vertical mode. And so much is gone when you play this thing mm-hmm. in vertical mode. Mm-hmm. It chops off so much of either side of the playfield. It is amazing how much is. And I'll
1: disappears. note that it's something that for people that have been playing the arcade One Up Star Wars cabs have complained. They were like, "How come Jedi has so far away and has so much dead space?" This is why, because it's a square. Table. This is the reason. And you can't. It's, it's you can't widen. The virtual cab.
0: It's. It really is like this whole thing is the epitome of world under glass. Yes. Like this thing here, it's a whole theme environment.
1: Yeah. There you go. The view that you'll never use. Um, And then, of course, you've got these uh, moments, these little uh, mini game moments where you're completely in that virtual, being able to battle Vader and such.
0: Yeah, you can Um, look up at any time and select your side as well when you're in front of the play field um, or in front of the table. Now, these mini modes are amazing. I don't know if you've experienced this one yet. No.
1: I've only experienced the uh, lightsaber training ball on the Falcon.
0: So... That's pretty good. This one's pretty immersive too. Like the uh, the Darth Vader one, where you're in there smashing him around with a lightsaber right. is really good. But that that speeder mode one, it's so cool in
1: VR. And then just all the um, decorations that are in there. You can change carpeting, also. Uh, literally everything in there, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, when it comes to the actual gameplay. Hmm. Now, again, I'm using the Rift. I'm not experiencing any lag. I've not experienced any crashes of the game. Hmm. Uh, I don't play with ball trails because I don't personally like them. So I turn those off. I don't know if that affects performance at all or anything else like that. But as far as I'm concerned, my gameplay, and I was popping between this and FX2 FX2? VR, I'm not noticing any differences uh, per se. I do feel that this is an evolution up from fx2vr by minuscule margins uh just again when i say that the to me the actual pinball gameplay is virtually identical but in terms of the vr environment and doing all that action um i think that that's where this is obviously an improvement of such but we're not talking about a night and day difference at all it's subtle uh between these two programs on the rift now jared i don't know how it is for you with the uh with the quest 2
0: okay so with the quest 2 and this is in both quest 2 um what you know the on the the oculus quest quest 2 experience and steam vr experience played through the quest 2 um the uh, i definitely noticed a problem with aliasing in this game um the you know, aliasing for those people who aren't aware of what that is, it's the shimmery lines you get on very thin lines uh, in, in video games that because of the the way that the computer renders a straight line on an angle, it sort of like essentially steps the, the line and aliasing sort of smooths out that line a bit by sort of piecing in the information between. Um, but I don't know what's going on in... The, in both builds of this, that the PC version is less affected by this. It still has a few aliasing issues. But the Quest 2, the, the whole thing is really heavily aliased. Like you see on, for example, the Mandalorian table on the, the, um, the left-hand side of the table where the um, uh, buildings are. And you see like these vents on the top of the buildings. They're just like shimmering and strobing. And as you move, even if you move your head left to right, the whole thing, like the whole mm. shimmer rotates like this. So it's heavily alias at the moment. Um, there's definitely some problems with depth of field clarity as well um, in both the um, Steam version and the Quest 2 version. So if you compare it to FX2 VR on both Steam and on Oculus, Re- uh, Oculus Quest 2, the, the back of the play field is still clear and visible. Whereas on all of the Star Wars tables, the back of the play field is, is out of focus and aliased. Like all the textures in the back are actually also aliased as well. Um, and it, it, there's just not as much clarity. Like when you're looking down at the play field from a play level view, um, most of the inserts in FX2 you can make out clear enough that you know what they are. But when you're looking at the inserts at the back of the playfield on Star Wars, they're illegible. You have to actually go all the way up to them. And as you start to zoom into the playfield surface, it instantly starts to become beautifully rendered. Like it's clear as anything. When you actually get nice and close to the playfield, you can clearly see everything. But as you start to move out, the depth of field just disintegrates and you're back to like blurry mess. And see, so, there's
1: where playing on the Rift, everything is kind of a blurry mess already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so it's so the other way. Yeah, I mean, yes, the same thing where if I lean in, everything does become, you know, resolves, nice obviously. And sharp. Nice and sharp, mm. because I'm making it big. Um, yeah. Again, the resolution on a Rift is not the same as the resolution on a Quest. Mm. Uh, the faces of the 3D characters, I did notice, just kind of look like blobs. They were yeah, that's very the much not defined and again you really had to lean in order to uh to get that. These are issues that I'm hoping can be improved upon. And these are
0: all solvable issues. They're so, all
1: solvable. And I think that's where we kind of go with just like where we're gonna go with this review. Is the game fun? Yes.
0: Yes. It is.
1: Is it worth buying right now? Personally, I don't have a problem with it. I mean I find it very playable and I find it very fun still. Uh, that it's not... There's been a lot of vitriol that I've seen uh, elsewhere, mm. and I think a lot of that is just hyperbole and people trying to just, you know, make a standout point. But the game plays. I'm not having personal issues with it crashing. Again, I don't know what it's like on PSVR. We don't... Neither of us no, have no that. Neither of us that, that. Um, yeah. And if there were issues on, on that front. But on the PC front... Uh, Completely playable right now. Is it going to be Mm. the best VR experience? No, but again, there's definitely room for improvement. I think Mm. that's where we're going to go with right now. Um, I'm going to take... I know Jared has a lot more thoughts because of the Quest, but my thoughts are all related to that bad boy, the pin sim. Uh, Mm. Something that we highlighted with FX2 VR, when I load up that game and I am push go for a table, bam, it is the perfect height. I'm dead centered. Mm. It feels exactly correct. Where my hands are resting on the pin sim, virtually, that is exactly where my hands are resting, like should be resting on the cabinet. I mean, I can even kind of squint underneath my headset and... So with one eye, I'm kind of getting the overlay of where the the virtual table is. And with my other eye, I'm seeing where my hand physically is, and they're dead lined up. Yeah. It, it's wonderful. It is fantastic how that is. In Star Wars VR, when you approach the table, the table seems pretty low, down. Mm. Then you start the table, bam! The table is all of a sudden really high. And to the point that it almost seems like I am six inches shorter than I actually am. So I wind mm. up having to reset the view by squatting down six inches then resetting the view which by the way resetting the view is difficult on the pin sim we'll go Mm. into that that's not purpose of the review um yeah but i do think the approach to the table when you fire it up it all sudden is much higher than i feel necessary and i don't Mm. know if that's zen's way of dealing with this resolution if you like you said trying to lean in Mm. or not but I don't like it because then the second you exit the game, the table's back down to another visual level. And I think they should be consistent. When you walk up to that table and you press go, it should just still be there at that same height. Um, it now, kind of riddle you me this.
0: With regard to FX2, um, the tables in FX2, they were all a mixed size, weren't they? Like there were some wides, some narrows... There was a variety yeah, of sort Zen
1: of tends to make wider bodied machines, but yes, they mm. were they all I think they all fit within the constraints of of the pin sim, where my hands were.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to remember if like if what you're experiencing with the pin sim and the sort of positional um experience you get there is because of the great disparity in widths in Star Wars.
1: That tables. should not affect the height.
0: That's true. So if they were scaling the size of the hand positions to your pin sim, so the width was the same, that would affect the height. So if it was like, if they were going right, this is like, for example, episode six or seven, it's super wide. Um, so therefore you'd have to zoom out. So the, the actual position of your hands was relative to the cabinet at that height. So I wonder if that's what you're experiencing there with
1: that? I don't think it is. Um, again, we'll go into this uh, after the review. Because <laughs> mm. this might be just, you know, quirk of Pinsim, and I'm not going to knock a game for a very, very, very niche product. Um, it, your your you product know, there is,
0: to... is a niche of an already niche exactly market. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah.
1: My only other complaint, though, uh, and and the funny thing is, is this is a complaint that we had with Stern Pimble. Stern. Pin. Mm -hmm. Um, but my other complaint is just the fact that I want to be able to access the options with the push of a button and not have to go over to the TV screen to get those options. I want to be able to, while I'm playing a game, go into options, make an adjustment and go right back into the game. And currently Mm -hmm. it's a no, nope. you got to exit the game, walk over, go do it over there, walk back to the game, try it out. Are you happy with it? No. Okay. Got to go back up. The other Big issue that I'm having right now is button mapping. There's only two options Mm. on any of the buttons. That's true. And you're stuck with whatever Zen is issuing you. And Mm -hmm. I don't like that. And I know that some of the VR people don't like it either because for them, uh, the A button apparently is not your usual select button. It's one of the triggers. No, it's not. It's a
0: trigger. It drives me nuts. Like, it really does. It's such a jarring experience.
1: Now, for me... I want it on my A button because I'm using what's well, essentially a 360 controller. Yes. Then let us map our own buttons.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So and particularly those those... if you if you have a because you can connect an Xbox Three and Xbox um, One or XBone controller mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the Oculus Quest Two as an input device, um, and if you do that, you should also be able to map the buttons the way you want as well. Yep. Um, it it, it you were able to do it in FX uh, 2
1: you should be able to do it here. So yeah, my my biggest gripes with the game are all controller related. Jared, I'll let you uh take your biggest gripes.
0: I think the the biggest problems I've had at the moment is just the the, the sharpness of the graphics um mm-hmm. on on the game. I also noticed that um I think when Mel was describing um the state of play with. Um, pinball effects and physics and stuff. The legacy tables are everything, you know. Basically, the legacy tables included all the ones that are in this VR uh, experience. But the idea was that they were apparently going to receive Williams physics on them as part of the the remap. They no, didn't.
1: The no, only they did table, not. the only table that has it is Mandalorian, and it is obvious.
0: Yeah, really like you try obvious. And do it on... <laughs> <laughs> and collectibles, even no, collectibles doesn't, collectibles
1: have, doesn't it. have. And I'm really shocked that collectibles doesn't have it, except for Me the too. fact of who designed it. Uh, mm. May not have been a fan of that physics. Model. I don't think that's.
0: I don't think what? that that is a consideration anymore. The, the Williams physics is the new model, and it's not there. Which is no. like, I was trying to do flipper tricks. And I was going, why why can't I tap pass? Like, what's you know, going? And on? I'll
1: say this too with the. One of the dead giveaways that people look for to go, hey, is it using a William physics or not, is if you got your flipper down and a ball comes and you do a dead pass, the flipper will now give a little twitch L- on little it. A little twitch. Okay? Mm. Mandalorian, it does not give a twitch. That flipper stay is rock solid. But yep. the bounce of the ball is very much William's. I've had ball spin where the ball will hit the rubber and kind of <laughs> stop in its tracks and kind of change direction. I've had that yep. happen. That's completely a William's physics thing. Um, just... How, yeah, the flipper tricks you can do, they're there for the Williams. They are, do not feel that way on any of the other tables. All the other tables feel like no. standard, uh, Zen that we've been playing for forever. Years.
0: Now. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's really weird that they would mix physics models in the game. I just don't understand that. Like, that would be something I would think would be fixed instead I hope it's something that
1: comes down the pipeline that maybe it's just they still are working on it and.
0: I think they've got bigger fish to fry at the moment. They do. Think, they do. I think um, the resolution issues, everyone, like, it's in every second review on yeah. the Oculus store that, you know, oh, the graphics aren't sharp. Everything is like seething and aliasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know they're working on it too. Like, they're actually trying to solve this problem. Um, and, you know, there's there's lots of Discord around about, you know, what they might do to fix it. I'm sure that they've already read... I'm sure they've already Googled things, and they've probably read all those same articles that everyone else is pointing them to. Um, so I can only assume that this is a solvable problem because the aliasing isn't as bad on PC. I could say that. So on Steam VR, I'm not seeing the aliasing at all, and if they could just get the Quest 2 version to that level... I'd probably be okay with it. Then they can start working on the depth of field clarity issues that are in the game. But just get rid of that aliasing. It's so hard in my eyes. I can't stay in VR for long with it um, at the moment. It's, it actually really hurts after a while. So it'd be great if they could fix that up real okay. quick.
1: <laughs> but like you said, do we think it's a you can purchase it now? Absolutely. Yeah. Would you be hurting yourself by waiting a little while? No, because patched, patches Not are really. happening as we speak. And have been... They
0: did like a, a almost like a, a patch a week after it was released yeah. to solve some big problems, big bugs, which we'll yeah. go into after this review. Um so patches are happening and they're happening pretty frequently. So you can expect the issues that you're seeing now on launch to be resolved pretty quickly, I think. When I say quickly over the next two months potentially. Right. Um, I would think.
1: Is this a game that uh, will make you throw your controller down and uh, spit at the virtual screen and be like, this is utter crap, I can't believe this got released. It's like shovelware? No. no, no. I can't really say that. Like, no, It's got its problems, at all.
0: but they're all solvable. Like, exactly. It's fun to play. Even like, you can look past the aliasing issues and just spend less time in VR. You I will say this. Time if
1: it. you have been able to enjoy the other VR pinball games that are out there... If you found enjoyment with those, there is no reason why you shouldn't find enjoyment with this. Yeah, they've all got their issues, but they're all still completely playable. So, Yep.
0: Yeah. and the, this game is no exception. You can have a lot of fun with it, and you know, I will highlight this: the mini games in it and the career progression—so much fun, right? Yep, those those challenge modes that you get in this game—they really add a huge dimension to this game. And if you haven't actually delved into them, if you've just been playing the games by themselves. You've got to give them a go. They're really cool. Like you're chasing parsecs, like number of parsecs that you've actually done in some of them. It's a distance-based goal. So it's so cool. Like they really put some thought into way these things work. And those modes are really important because they'll give you access to force powers and you can upgrade your force powers by completing those modes. So make sure you don't ignore that part of the game. It's really important. So
1: anyway, there you go uh it's it's a review analysis uh, you know one of these a things bit of everything a little bit of everything if you want to know more about uh what we have to really say uh more in depth and kind of uh, us going off on tangents then uh certainly circle back to the uh full episode of the uh blockade pimple podcast uh this would be episode 222 that you'd be wanting to uh hunt down anyway mm-hmm. thanks yeah. for giving us a watch and keep on flipping Keep on flipping? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs>
0: well, right. Jared's Ger- Ger- like, wait, I do. need a
1: tagline. <laughs> Keep on flipping. Keep on That's flipping. That's right. Okay. So, now let's get into some nitty-gritty here. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm going to start mine with the with the Pinsim cab. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the issues that I have been... Okay, first off, for anybody that has one of these, let me tell you how to activate... I did not know this. Jeremy Williams, dude, I have the utmost respect for you because you built this into this prior to this game, and I had no clue. He's apparently done some hot-button combos on it. And the hot-button combos... Mm. So, when I built this, I went a little bit overboard on all the buttons that I put in, and it turns out I went the right amount of overboard. (laughs) Right. So, apart from my ABXY buttons up on top apart from having my joystick up top apart from having my plunger my launch button my two sets of flippers and i've even got uh on here the third y button down here to activate force (coughs) powers with um i also have my start button and my back button this back button turns out very very important because in order to navigate around in vr I need to push this back button, and at the same time, push up on the joystick. If I do that, suddenly my joystick is like the left analog stick, and I can move around the room, mm. which is fantastic. It let me play the game with the pin sim, and I was yeah. worried that I was not going to be able to. Obviously, there is no right joystick. So, so you're that's... pretty
0: much strafing around the room like this, basically. Yep. And strafing, gotta, and like... if I
1: want to see anything, i got to move my head move in order head. to see it. So it's but a it little. Lets you do it. it lets me do it. It's a little awkward. I'll take awkward. Um, you know, believe me, I'll take awkward. That's that's great. Here's where the issues come in. Like I said, in order to change, in order to recenter my table view of where I'm at and everything, in Pinball FX VR t- two, that button right there, my X button. I press that, bam, would re recenter me. It's what yep. worked in Stern VR, or uh, yeah, in Stern VR, worked in FX 2 VR. Did not work in... Uh, Zacharia. No. Because Zacharia's centering is a whole different ball of wax. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting the same thing. Unfortunately, the only buttons that are mapped for recentering that Zen has set up is... R3 which is a push down, or L3. Yeah.
0: That's so it. So both of them are analog pots. basically. you go got to push which, the analog in. Which I don't have. Mm. So and no recentering.
1: So you. the only way I can recenter, so there's this immersive mode that puts you down into the table, right? Mm-hmm. and I'm able to access the immersive mode by, I believe, I'm trying to think which button it is. It's, it's a Y, a y button. button. Is it the Y, y button? button. <laughs> yeah. It might be the Y button. I'm not it sure. Is. Anyway. My default it is. I, th- I think I have mine on the B button. But anyway, on the back button. Okay. Um, anyway, that'll put me into the immersive. Then I need to center myself up and squat so that I can adjust the height. And then I tap it, and then it'll center me according Jump to what now. my new height is. Again, if they would just use whatever was being used in FX2 VR, where that table was always dead center where I needed it at the correct height... I wouldn't have to worry about this. It but I am constantly you. having to change <coughs> that up. Now, Jared, to your question, is it a case of because of the cabinet width? Has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the cabinet width because the 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 table, like I said, is staying at the same height, regardless of what table I switch it to. So yes, in the case of Jedi, suddenly it's much wider than what my pin sim is. Which mm-hmm. at first I was like, well, this is kind of weird, but then you quickly, you quickly forgive it. Um, that's yeah. not a, that's not an issue, and it doesn't matter if I reset my height so that the the table is much lower. It's still much too it's much wider than Wise. what the pinstem is. So that's not that's not a factor. Um, okay. That's not playing into this at all. It's just a matter of why it thinks I'm six inches shorter. And again, when we walk up to the table, the table's pretty low on the walk-up. It mm-hmm. But then as soon as you select, wham, the table jumps up in height, which is just bizarre. Something hmm. that Zen fortunately has fixed with the patch note was when you went into immersive, it was always sending you to either the left or the right. I think it was sending you to the left of the table. Yeah. They've now had it so that you're now sent to the middle of the table, which yep. helps with the jarring transition <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as opposed to you going, whoa, wait, wait, where the hell am I? What? Um, why am I sitting over the left flipper? Yeah, exactly. If a... we could just map our own buttons, that button that I'm used to for recentering would be, would work. Would work. I mm-hmm. just, I don't know why they locked us in to two sets and that's it. That is it, a very bizarre choice. That I think, because
0: they, made. they expect because of the the limited scope of the the supported headsets, they all support touch control. Um, the rift has its touch controllers, mm-hmm. so you know, and they're expecting people to use those. That's was their design, I think, is which. okay, but so
1: in it. which case, why didn't they do it with the standard button that all the VR people are used to then for select? Yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that question. But it's an interesting one. You know, uh, I I can't believe that it would take up massive resources to allow button remapping, but I'm not a designer, so I don't know. pretty sure Uh, that's a solved problem, because
0: literally every game lets you do it. Yeah. Um, And uh, I don't think it's a big problem. I don't know. Maybe there is a limitation in button remaps on touch controllers in Oculus. Maybe they deliberately don't let you remap that much. Um, because they want to keep it, the experience relatively consistent. But I'm not sure if that is even a thing. I hope it's not, because that seems very limiting if yeah. you have to, as a developer, only offer a certain set of buttons. I mean, flipper buttons, I can understand you would probably only want those on the trigger, and those probably don't need to be remapped. Um, but all the other interface buttons, those should be selectable. Uh,
1: my own, My <clears> other <throat> issue... Some people have mentioned... They don't like the they think the lighting has taken a hit on this game mm. as opposed to FX2 VR. Here's where I think mm. the difference mm. is. In FX2 VR, your ambient room light dims. It does. It yeah. dims big time, which makes the table look much better. Gee, how many times have we been saying that? <laughs> yep. In Star yep. Wars, the room never changes ambient light. It's yep. bright as it always is.
0: And it's you're in. You're basically playing the pinball in a fully lit room. Like uh, they need to dim the lights they when do. you're in pinball. They absolutely they really do. do.
1: And because it would
0: it would really highlight. Because in in both builds now, it, given that the Oculus Two, the, the the Quest Two is running a mobile chipset, it's a pretty powerful one. It's got a dedicated GPU, but it's not a PC. It doesn't have 16 gig of RAM and a really high-end video card. But what I've noticed is the the effects that you get in the Quest 2 aren't that much different to the PC. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of fidelity lost in some of the effects, but for the most part, you're kind of getting a similar experience across the two. I'll give you an example. In Mando, when you launch the ball and it goes up to the um, Razor Crest mini play field, In um, Steam, there is a scan line that goes up that playfield. Now, um, that's nice and smooth, and it looks like a radar line in uh, Steam. But in Quest 2, it's almost like a block that transitions up, Hmm. thing like that. So that's one graphical difference. The thing that's interesting, though, is when you shoot the cauldron to start a mission, um, the ball starts spinning, and there's like sort of like almost like a. what would you call it? Not oh, it mist, but up. there's yeah, it heats up and there's like sort of like uh, blobs in it that are floating in there. Sure. Now, I thought for sure like I played Steam first, and I thought for sure that's not going to be in the Quest version, but they managed to do it. So it's probably a little less fidelity, but it's still there. It's not like it's cut from release. So that was interesting as well. Um, when you when you have a um, uh, uh, on the upper right flipper in Mandalorian, there's like this sort of like stuff floating above the flipper. Yes, um, to you...
1: indicate that uh, there's a there's an actual shot underneath that upper flipper. It's a it's a, a hole, and it's only it's accessible by the opposite sides mid flipper to flip yeah, into just it. P-
0: just blow but... the cauldron, basically. Right.
1: So instead of having an insert light lighting up, saying "Hey, this hole is active," no one said it's sparkles. Stuff. There's sparkles. Yeah, the
0: sparkles. So the sparkles. Are, th- are there in Quest 2 but they don't quite have the texture and light that the um the Steam VR version does. So the like in the case of Mando and indeed in the case of Collectors as well there's there's not a lot of disparity between the two. Like you're not in and this was sort of the case in um, FX2 VR as well. Like you we did a video on this actually yeah. where we had side by side the two things you get a little bit of extra flair and maybe a little bit of extra lighting on the PC version versus the um, the Quest Two version, but it wasn't jarring enough to make you go, oh, "I'm really missing out here on Quest
1: 2. So, do you um, feel that? Uh, do you feel that basically we're all playing a Quest Two build? Of this game or even a quest one build of this game even those that are on steam vr as opposed Mm. to there being a dedicated pc build to utilize not just for me on a rift but for you using your link cable to utilize full fidelity of graphics i think
0: it's not so much that they're using a mobile build and Mm -hmm. for the record the the way you can do things in Quest is you can target you can actually have completely separate build profiles for the different headsets that are supported in quest. So you could have a quest two build profile that has more graphics, better aliasing and stuff like that. Quest one, you can downscale things because the processor isn't as powerful, nor is the screen resolution. So you have to like back off some things and make some sacrifices in quest one. Um, and on Rift through Steam VR of course you can throw the whole book at it. But I'm just wondering here is rather than trying to go, hey We've got a PC VR experience. We've got a quest experience. I wonder if they're just going, we've got an experience. And rather than actually going, let's like throw the full gamut of effects and everything at PC and limit the quest. Let's actually try and make the experience kind of similar across all the platforms so that people don't feel like they're missing out. So Hmm. that's my only thought about that. It's almost like they're going... It may be a situation of let's, for now, do that while we're sorting out some of the performance issues. And then issues hopefully anyhow. build up to it. That's what I'm thinking. Throw the That's what I'm thinking, later. So, I mean, I've said that there are definite similarities between the two. You're getting a minor graphical quality of life improvement on the Steam SteamVR version. Yeah, But I, I don't know. Having both, this is my thoughts on the matter at the moment with the current build this is as of the the um the 9th of um may 2021 um i would be leaning towards the quest 2 version aliasing issues aside purely because it's just so much more convenient like right you throw the headset on start the game you're in bang you don't have to start your PC up oh great I've got a Steam update i got to install oh mm-hmm. great now the thing's updated I've got to plug the cable in i got to like not tr- like, route it in such a way they're not tripping over it which is the
1: biggest problem with VR in my opinion
0: it, m- it removes all those barriers with the Quest 2 version because you're not sacrificing that much graphical fidelity in it, um, it for me it's like if you've got both and you have an option to buy Steam or the Quest 2 version I'm going with the Quest 2 all the time because it doesn't really offer that much difference in graphical quality. If down the line that changes and they really start to open up the floodgates with the steam VR version, really start to utilize the power of the PC. Like my, my PC build is it's I'm running an RTX 20, uh, 2060 in VR land. That's a mid range experience. (laughs) Like you really need to be running a a RTX 30 series um, card now to actually get really high-end visuals and this laptop is essentially behind the curve now it used to be quite good but now it's actually not considered a top-end hardware profile so you know even with that at the moment like i'm getting an okay experience in there i think i'm losing some um resolution though i think i might be losing a bit of um screen refresh so i think i'm on 72 hertz instead of 90 hertz for the screen refresh, so that will be affecting clarity as well, to a little extent. Um, Whereas I think the Quest 2 is running on 90 hertz natively, I think. Not sure, but I presume that's pretty much the standard now for all Quest 2 games. So um, I still think, for me, it will be the Quest 2 version over the Steam version.
1: It'll be interesting to see if they then, uh, therefore, do any ramping up. Um, I do believe that... He said, "I think Deep is the one that uh, designed Mando, and Deep is obviously, yeah, the champion of Williams Physics. Whereas yes. Star Wars Collectibles, I think, was uh, developed by uh, Zoltan. Zoltan, hmm. and I'm I'm shocked that that one's not available with Williams Physics. The other yep. tables, I'm not quite surprised because I do think that they're probably still in the process of optimizing them for when they eventually oh, come out yeah. in in." effects pinball later on yeah yeah so i would hope that those become an option later on but i I think it's kind of inexcusable for collectibles not to have it right out the gate Uh, yeah
0: i don't understand that decision at all i don't know why that is missing the williams physics those two tables being brand new yeah they're not part of the legacy no right they are they're they're essentially the two tables that will be featuring in uh, pinball effects later on the year so they should be having those physics as of now yeah. like there's no reason why they shouldn't.
1: Uh let's talk about those two tables real quick. Um Yeah, okay. Real quick. Mando. Mm. I really dig it. I've Great. barely cracked the surface on it.
0: I Me want neither. To, I it's want it's so to, hard to get through. It is,
1: but I want to crack the surface. It's it's engaging. I like yeah. it. It's easy to follow. It's the it tells you where to shoot for the most part. I still wish they would do callouts to tell you where to shoot. It's really need to one aspect that ZAM then does not ever do. I want them to. Be like, you know, be like call, out call out the ramp. Call out the ramp that you're supposed to be hitting. Um, don't make me look at the DMD unless you hold the ball and give me time to read the DMD. Yes. Um, especially in VR where it's hard to read <laughs> the text. Um, yeah. Or, you know, call out the ramp. But... Mando does a really good job of blinking the insert light so that you know where it is. Yes. Collectibles? I... <clears throat> no clue what is going on. No clue.
0: I have put quite a bit of time into this table purely because it was interesting enough for me to go, okay, what do I need to do to make this thing blow up? And the, the biggest frustration for me on this particular table is actually starting the collectibles mode. Now, when I say the collectibles mode, that's where all the figures pop out of the playfield, go to their plinths that are on the playfield where you collect them. So to do that, what you have to do is you have to shoot up to the Death Star loop. So the, the ball has to go around. Actually, it goes, yeah, this way, and then back down, and then you've got a little flipper that you've got to shoot it and make it do the whole loop again and go back up to the top. Now... I can count like I've had probably about 30 plays of this table over the last like, since it was released, probably more and I can probably count on my hands, on both hands how many times I've been able to successfully get that mode started with what looks like a clean shot from that flipper Um, I, I just cannot, it like literally just goes like around the loop just up and then dribbles back down again Every single time, it drives me nuts. But the thing is, too, is that there's no,
1: there's nothing that tells you that that's what you need to do. There's nothing that tells you that because obviously, if you're hitting a combo shot, you don't have time to hit the shot and go, "Oh, where's the blinking light?" Yeah. Especially if it's off a flipper, off a flipper, and in mode starts should never be that difficult. Difficult. That's right. One of the things that I don't understand is it'll be like, "Oh, you've collect select the character." okay, I why? select a character, but why? What is my point? Yeah. It, what is? Am I locking in one character and then moving on to the next character and then, then moving on to the third character and once I've got all three of them locked, it, then they go? I don't know. It's not telling me anything.
0: Yeah, um, that's, a, that's the biggest problem. It's like, why am I selecting a character? Like, What is the purpose of it? Do they unlock different features in the game? I mean, Short I, answer I literally don't.
1: feel like <laughs> how I feel when I play Tesla. <laughs> yeah, it's Hey, yeah, it that's looks not a great compliment. No, it looks interesting, and I would like to figure it out, but you yeah, have made it really difficult to figure out. Um, so anyway, of those two tables, I think that we can both agree. Mando, yay. Star Wars Collectibles, mm. uh, not easy. No. Not,
0: not an easy nut to crack, that one. Um,
1: as I've said, well, again, same nut, not hard to crack. It's For me, that's Masters of the Force. It's just a table that mm. I don't understand um what it wants you to do. And part of that is this whole light side, dark side. You know, if you hit so many shots on this side, well that opens up the dark side modes. But if you hit so many shots on this side, that opens up the light side modes. And it just becomes a mishmash of confusion. Um, mm. But at least visually I can understand where a lane of shooting the ball is now. <laughs> um, I'm definitely much more
0: out. happier with that table now. Like it I put some I tried to put my preconceptions aside with that table and actually put some time into playing this mm. particular table. And I will say it benefits greatly from VR. Yeah, Like it really starts to make a lot of sense now The the layers and the depths and everything are really useful. And I think that now I can actually see what's going on. I have a better idea of what I need to shoot for. And you're right, it is very much separated right down the middle yeah. with light and dark. But, you know, using the dark side and shooting it up to where the um, the Holocron mini playfield is, like, that is now a lot easier to understand. And I'd argue actually easy to shoot now as well, because you can see how things yes. need to go off the Holocron to get up there. Um, so that's easy to understand. The light side, though, that, that Holocron, that spinning Holocron drives me insane. It's so hard to line the shot up so you can knock the multi-ball out of the holocron. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a ball stuck in the holocron where you shoot it, it pops it out, and you start multi-ball. That's so inconsistent for me. Maybe I just suck, and I can't do it, but it's just so frustrating, um, that particular shot. And then, like I mentioned, Rogue One
1: one definitely benefited from Three Dimensions. Yep. Um, It looks really good. Looks really good. uh, In Three Dimensions, Uh, Empire? <laughs> I have to laugh. They, on the back of the playfield, there's a Death Star, right? Mm. They, they didn't bother bother making and and it and it's then goes deep, like mm. inside the back glass, you might say, to a starfield. Yeah, but the Death Star is just a cardboard cutout. They didn't bother making it 3 making three D, which is kind that of could light. have been the sacrifice. Um, it could have been, it could... Um, but it's also a table that I don't think the three D helps or hurts. It is just as easily playable in two D as not. Um, yeah, I think Jedi uh, benefits a little bit from it because the upper playfield mm. can get a little bit confusing uh, yeah. in 2D. So I think that benefited a little bit. Yes. Um, I think that New Hope, I went, I didn't know it had a lower playfield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which was kind of a, like, huh, okay. Um, Rebels, I think... Uh, it, it, again, it looks it, good. It looks good. It doesn't doesn't. It benefits a little, but it was not detracted from in 2D either. In, so, in flat screen, yeah. The one that yeah. I really want to see in 3D is uh, Might of the First Order, I believe.
0: Oh, the one where the flames come up and you got to shoot the thing.
1: The that's the one that is on the deck of the uh, star destroyer, and it has the lower playfield on it. Oh yeah, and you got to like pass the balls over. Yeah. That one I yeah, that one I really hope that they bring over cuz I like the table, yeah. but it is a visual confusing table because it's a hard one. because they didn't do depth <clears> of field on the lower play field. And yeah. so you think it that looks oh too there's bad. you go you think the ball's coming towards your flipper and then you flip and nothing happens <laughs> and you realize oh, yes. that's in the lower playfield. <laughs> so you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's Only. one that it's... I really hope they bring over. Um the other one I'd like to see as
0: well is uh, the Star Starfighter, Starfighter one. Assault.
1: That, that would one would be look amazing. Real. Also,
0: it would like imagine because it almost it almost looks really good in flat screen now. Yeah. Like that sort of like yeah. the fact that the table is like floating and there's all this stuff happening around it. Imagine that expanded. Well, um, imagine
1: this. That's one that has a mini game that is basically you playing asteroids or not asteroids yeah. but playing Galaga.
0: Mm. So I haven't imagine... got to that yet. I don't think.
1: Oh, it's great! Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got three ships. It. You've got three ships, and depending on if you're what you're doing, you either have tie fighters flying around and you're trying to blast them, and they're swirling oh, yeah. and stuff doing the Galaga action, or you've yeah. got meteors falling and you're trying to shoot the meteors and and dodge right. them. Well, imagine that as a virtual reality minigame. game. Yeah, that'd be, be cool, amazing. That'd be fantastic. So, uh, I think there's a couple of tables that I would really love to see uh mm. come over and i hope there's, that they there's are. plenty more that they can bring in like i think
0: there's nothing stopping them bringing in every single one no. into the collection over time but there are some ones they could bring in as a priority like a uh, if you are having to rank the ones to to bring in yeah the ones that we we're talking about would be very very good additions up front yeah and then gradually bring the rest over that you know would look nice in vr but wouldn't that that essentially don't have any graphical problems in them that would make them so much more understandable in vr
1: honestly my preference would be for those two and uh boba fett
0: yeah boba fett is one that's fun to play once you get into it but it's again it needs depth doesn't Mm -hmm. it like it absolutely yeah, it it does. It really yeah. does. So that, so those that would be, be my
1: top 3 that I would love to see come over first. Um I really enjoy uh, uh Force Awakens, The Table, but I mm. don't feel that it suffers in 2D at all. So I'm no. fine with waiting on that. Like I said, the, I'm more cons- I'm more wanting tables that will I think will visually benefit from the immersive uh VR aspect of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there's there's definitely lots of uh, room for some excellent content to be brought into that that product.
1: Yeah. Um, any other thoughts that we have on on VR? I, d- um, I, I do okay. I have a thought, and mm. this is again regarding the, vitri- the vitriol of reviews out there. People oh are the are hot just garbage the hot garbage get the hot reviews. Garbage. Yes. Oh yeah. <clears> um, <throat> I think a lot of that is everybody taking a chance. This is the first release that Zen has had since they've announced Effects and it being Epic exclusive for a year. I think people are taking an opportunity to uh, heap piles (laughs) of Mm. dung over at uh, Zen for this. Um, This is an Unreal-based game. This is their first Unreal Engine-based release. It's completely playable, and you know how I know that? So there's a guy on YouTube uh, by the name of Kerry Hardy, He does Mm -hmm. a ton of real-world pinball content. Mm -hmm. Um, He's decisive on his own in the pinball community, apparently. Uh, Some people love him, some people hate him. But he's in it, big time. Um, Not quite deadflip level, but close. Very close. Right. And Oculus called him up. And said, hey, we want to sponsor your show. And he went, hey, why? <laughs> yeah, why would I want to do this? Yeah. And so then they contacted him again. And he said, well, I guess if they're contacting me a second time, they've got a good reason. So, okay. So they sent him over Quest 2 and made a whole Oculus care package, you know, shirt and mm. water bottle and all that jazz. Yeah, But it was Quest 2 and they sent him Star Wars Pinball VR. Yep. And he basically said, I've never played VR. I've never played a digital pinball game ever because I only play fresh, fresh, brand new. Yep. He had a blast. Yeah. Absolutely. Was shocked at how much fun he was having. One of the things that he, again, looking at it from purely a physical pinball machine player, he was like, I love all the mechanics that are on these things because it would drive the price of a real machine through the roof. Absolutely, it would. Yeah. And he goes... But he was like, I love how it's modeled. It's very realistic. The sounds are there. He, he basically didn't, as a real-world pinball exclusive player, didn't feel like there was anything lacking. Um, and that's a big call. That's a big call. Yeah. And what he was saying, he goes, I'm going to have to take... And he was talking about with portability with the Quest 2. He was like, I'm glad it's portable the way it is. Because he goes... I know that if I invite friends over that are just like me, they ain't going to play this thing. Cause, but if I take it over to them and be like, throw this on, give it a shot, then mm. they're going to come to the same conclusion that he has. And because he's like, I've found myself... And he does his show with a row of pinball machines behind him. And he goes, mm. I keep on just in this past week just grabbing the headset and throwing it on and playing. So...
0: With a big row of pinball
1: machines behind him, he's going like, I'm going VR. So, I mean, I think for VR enthusiasts and people that are really, really, really into VR and how good the graphics can be in VR and what they expect, I understand there being a disappointment in this. Mm. But calling it an absolute piece of trash that's unplayable that's way out of line. Yes, That's there's rubbish. room for improvement. Absolutely, room mm. for improvement. Um, but I, I, I truly believe that uh, the improvements will come. We just need to, you know, keep our foot on the gas a little bit. But overall, it's a it's a good product that does exactly what Lucasfilm would want it to do. Yeah, well, exactly right. Promote Star Wars in a positive
0: light, and yeah. and make the thing. Uh, like the whole Star Wars experience,
1: like a feature of the game, which is, you can't argue that it doesn't do that. So, And again, look back at our our review of the other, you know, Zachary Pinball and Stern Pinball. uh, They both had their issues too. Mm. That if you're willing to overlook them, then you can still have a good time playing the things. Um, Mm. When it comes down to the core of playing a pinball machine, in VR they're all fun
0: oh yeah it's, it's all the gravy totally aspects
1: that, that you know can bog down you're like well it needs to fix this and it needs to fix that
0: yeah uh oh can you hear me I can hear you but I had a white wow. screen of death
1: wow I totally white screened of death
0: yeah that was sorry, interesting sorry you're back again
1: alright again. I think my computer's telling us it's uh, time for us to wrap it up it's time to wrap here. it up yeah yeah <laughs> I think it is all right. Well, hey, look, folks. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed that in-depth dive. Um, get the game. Yeah, go play just Yeah, just buy it. You're not gonna you're not gonna be regretting it, terribly much. Or wait for a sale. I don't know when a sale will come, but mm-hmm. if you want to do that to uh, you know, if you if you feel like you need to give it a month for all the patches to be done and make the game playable and wonderful, you know, well, do that. Wait, yeah. but it's. It's definitely going to be something that is eventually going to be in your library if you are a VR owner. Yeah, that's, you'd be that's... mad not to. In other words, yeah. like even even now,
0: you're going to get your value out of your thirty four bucks, and that's Australian dollars. Um, yeah, twenty four you know. here. Yeah, so, so you're going to have fun with that, and like just for the mini games alone, and for the career progression stuff, that that's a really fun aspect of the game that you yeah. really do need to experience because it's it's a lot of fun. So
1: get it. Get it. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's wrap this thing up. As right. usual. We don't know what we're going to talk about next time. But it'll be something. Typically be Jared's purple. favorite. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. There'll All be right. some. Mm. Until then, uh, hey, go visit the website, blockadepinball.com. And uh, yeah. hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what your thoughts are. And uh, until then, bye bye Bye-bye.